Hey budding lawyers, welcome to the podcast. Today we are going to have a chat with advocate Dhruvraj Tomar. Dhruvraj completed his graduation in 2017 and his post graduation in 2018 and after that he started working as a lawyer in Delhi. Apart from his practice, he got an opportunity to work at the Central Information Commission as a legal consultant. So, today we are going to talk mostly about that. Hi Dhruvraj. Hi Prasanna, how are you? great going uh, and i can see you are still in your uh, uniform lawyer's uniform so a busy day i guess <laughs> yes it's always a busy day from monday to friday it's a completely full packed day so as you can see i just came back from my work and i'm here with you yeah yeah okay so yeah. let's uh, start from some basics uh, because many of our listeners are law students and some still haven't even joined the law college so first tell us what is this central information commission see you file an rd application and after that you file in first appeal if you're not successful with the rd application then you go for the second appeal against the fa orders so then you reach the commission which is uh, like a supreme court of rd as one of our information commissioner used to say and uh, being a quasi judicial body uh, being a quasi judicial body we uh, deal with the the rda matters and the wordings of or the decision of the commission is final unless uh, the only remedy against the commission order is uh, basically a writ petition filed under 226 in the uh, high court for the stay of the order and uh, that's it that's the only function of the commission and on the daily day to day basis we deal with the mostly with most of the with the rda matters and uh, for the redressal and uh, this is what we do okay so you have also given a short uh, you you explained in short how what uh, how the this procedure of filing an rti works like you file an rti <laughs> yes, application absolutely. then there is yeah yeah, yes. yeah so then there is first appeal then there is second appeal and right. second appeal goes to the central information commission so uh, also tell us uh, something about the rti application what is it and where you can file it how you can file it just uh, in short i will not go into the schematics of the provisions or the legal matter because that is something which is available in public record i'll tell you the technicality portion which comes yeah, yeah. to picture right see rti can be filed by any mode in today's era what the best thing is that you can file rti online you can go in person and file the application and you can even uh, post it through either to speed post just to post whatever mode you feel convenient the only condition is that you have to attach a 10 rupees ipo or you can pay in cash and uh, prescribed fees is there you know which is rupees 10 right so you mention the name of the respondent authority from which you seek information and uh, you mention the name of the respondent authority and you send the rti application to that particular respondent authority the best thing is to file an erti because they are disposed of very quickly and uh, since everything is dig- uh, digitalized nowadays so it's a very you know click of a second you just go over there on the portal and uh, you log into the portal you file an rti application you pay uh, fees via ipo or by electronic mode whatever the way you want and after that you file an rti or uh, you put up your questions in front of the respondent court right so what i have personally experienced is that e mode is the most convenient way to file an rti and that is the best way for everybody to file okay but uh, this e mode is not available everywhere right so this may be available only for government offices or ministries and such but i don't think it is available in every institution right see you need to understand one thing that rti only lies against the public authorities 
and uh, hmm. uh, you cannot ask the information from the private institutions because they are not the public authority under RTI act in most of the cases where there are no uh, e portals as uh, as per my experience uh, i think in almost all the responding authorities there is a provision for e filing but sometimes there are departments which are embedded deep into the responding authority for example there is a pay and account office there might be possibility that pay and account office doesn't have uh, an e filing portal so what you can do is that you can file the rt application into that particular headquarters of the responding authorities for suppose if you are going for the railways then you can file an rt application on in the uh, rail bhavan which is the headquarters and then they will transfer the rt applications to the concerned responding authorities or the concerned public authority where the information is uh, in the custody of some uh, piu and then accordingly it is dealt okay now uh, tell us what is your role as a legal consultant at the cic so this is uh, some uh, something very interesting which we do uh, see uh, earlier when i started my practice we used to be on the other side of the bench right so we used to argue before the bench we used to argue against the judge and uh, present our case and uh, whatever the thing we went of the court and just believe now i'm we are sitting with the bench so it is like you get to have best of both the worlds you get to be a lawyer as well you get to be uh, sitting next to assistance of a judge as well so you get to know how things work so legal consultant job was created in order to assist the commissioner in uh, researching drafting and uh, finding the legal principles or basically ratios ratios which are laid down in the orders that has to be researched and assisted by the legal consultant what happen is we are start our day i'll tell you how i do uh, what what is my daily routine that way you will get to know what the worker will do right so morning when i reach to the commission i read all the files which are scheduled for hearing i prepare the brief and uh, uh, then i brief the commissioner we discuss what is to be done in the present uh, particular case because we hardly uh, gives adjournment in the matter because there are so many pendency so we have to dispose of the case on the very same, same day and this is what we practice in the commission so we this uh, is discuss the case this is quite unusual in any judicial bodies right and this is <laughs> this is very fascinating this is actually this was very fascinating when i came over there and uh, i'll tell you the experience also so what we did was what we do is that uh, we go and brief and then we have a lengthy discussions on each and every case what is to be done what are the submissions and before the hearing we actually know what is going to happen in the matter because most of the appellants which approach the court are uh, without any legal assistance so it is the duty of the commission to provide them all the support we can so instead of wasting their valuable time because most of them argue uh, something which cannot be provided under the rti so in order to uh, save them the hassle we prepare in advance fully in detail so when we go over there mostly it is the submissions of the both the parties we try and understand what the parties want to listen and then dispose of the matter uh, we'll tell the relief even sometimes orders are dictated in the open court now the job of legal consultant comes we have to sit with the commissioner at that time and when the commissioner is addressing the whole uh, uh, processing then you have to make sure that the files are going in order you have to make sure that the particular point is which we have discussed is not missed you have to even sometimes there is a possibility that you even have to argue on behalf of uh, not officially but indirectly when suppose appellant is not able to uh, speak or submit then you have to uh, even question the responding authorities about the information provided or why it did not provide it so it's basically an all rounded job over there you are working as a reader also you are working as a steno also you are working as a lawyer also you are working as a researcher also and sometimes uh, in some capacity you are working as a judge also because 
you have to make sure that everything comes on the paper and not because sometimes you know uh, there comes a position when the information commissioners who comes they are new to the commission and for the new person to uh, who comes from the administrative background to get acquainted with the judicial side it takes a little bit of time because they are so experienced in the administrative uh, administrative work that they catch up really quick but for that inception of time you know for that little bit of time then you have to support them in every possible way right so in that way you become the eyes and ears of the commission so that is a very important job and like our uh, chief information commissioner mr vyke sinha says that the position of legal consultants in the commission is a very unique one because some of the com- consultants are very educated they are very young and they are very dynamic this is what he says <laughs> and the most thing is that without and without the without the legal consultants and the commission and the commissioners uh, the problem uh, the hearing becomes a little bit stringent because both of them works hand in hand and without the assistance it becomes a little bit problematic to handle the whole uh, hearing so basically you are the all rounder in the court after the commissioner you have to take care of all the hearing which is going on over there so this is what our daily routine is it's a very uh, interesting job if anybody wants to go for it it's a very interesting job okay and uh, you said the, as the uh, hearings are conducted of second appeals mostly so how are these hearings right. conducted uh, is it something like uh, we see in a courtroom in some lower court right, or some right, high right. court okay no 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 it's 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 a good it's a, uh, it's a like as it's a very uh, interesting arrangement what is i tell you what happens is we uh, central information commission basically deals with all the uh, central government public authority like right? uh, union territories all the ministries everything and it is scattered all over the india so when your registry is dealing with the uh, union territories or when your registry is dealing with the, some particular ministries which uh, whose uh, offices are situated all over india so what happened it's like a court proceeding there is a bench proper dais is there and there are two seats for one for the steno and one for the legal consultant and there there is a center table for the both the parties have to sit just like a courtroom ideal courtroom right and then there is a big screen over there for the vcs and all so what the interesting part is this we start the proceeding in the morning sitting in delhi and within 10 minutes you have to connect to someone sitting in nagpur then suddenly you have to connect to someone sitting in tiruvanantapuram then you have to go to andaman nicobar then you have to go to daman and diu then you go to mizoram then you go to jammu and kashmir so it's like you're traveling the whole country in a single day it becomes interesting also sometimes you know you get to know people you talk to them and in a lighter note even commissioner sometimes ask uh, how is it going in their particular state uh, when some elections are there or some things are there so in a lighter note we ask how is it going over so this way you get to know new people you get to see the culture even the nic studios you see they are decorated and they are prepared according to particular state so this is quite an interesting it's a normal courtroom but you get to travel the whole country in a single day so this is an added privilege yeah but uh, when a particular matter is being heard no other party uh, can right. enter the room right uh, unlike in uh, court normal courtrooms which we see like there are other parties also there hearing the matter right right uh, so there are two situations in this if your matter is not called, called upon then uh, you are not supposed to sit over there because sometimes a hearing could uh, be little bit personal information can be released over there so we don't because uh, allowing the general public to sit over there will be simply uh, violation of the provision because the proceedings which are been conducted sometimes they are personal information which are been disclosed so we don't so generally commissioners do not allow the general public to sit in the courtroom if their matter is called upon then you can come but 
there is a situation information regarding a third party has been asked. I suppose if I'm a if I'm a public servant and you are a public servant and you and I ask information about you, and uh, now it's a it's between me and the responding party, right? But the commission gives you an authority to appear in behalf because the consent of third party has to be sought before disclosure of information, right? So when this happens, the particular concerned third party is allowed to come and sit in the court. Apart from that, nobody else. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there are a lot of disturbance as well because you see. Uh, when the vc is going on and uh, people phone rings and there are a lot of disturbances as well this is also an added reason why uh, people general public is not allowed it's not like they are not allowed it's like it's preferred not to be uh, asked them to sit and it's i mean there is no use for them to sit sometimes but it commissioners generally don't allow mm yeah so if uh, uh, proper permission is taken by law students uh, as they want to witness it to just understand how it works uh, can can definitely. they be allowed definitely definitely more uh, all the students are most welcome you just have to uh, make sure that you take a permission from the administration block from the secretary or the uh, additional secretary whoever permits it even the commissioners of the particular commission can uh, sometimes you know uh, have a lenient opinion even i'm i'm pretty sure if you know if you write to the chief himself then he will definitely arrange a session for the law students to come and visit court proceedings and see for themselves how it is done Hmm. So that would be a good experience for students to visit. Yeah, definitely. It's a beautiful infrastructure. If you uh, see, then ideally uh, we see the courtrooms to be very uh, little bit underdeveloped. If we, if I to be very discreet, but yeah. uh, if you come to the commission, then you will see it's a very good infrastructure wise and uh, it's a really good building. Yeah. So that would would be one of the reasons you choose to work there. <laughs> instead of <laughs> actually i didn't saw the build actually i didn't saw the building before when i because i was working as an advocate so i had no you know there's a quote that uh, beggars are not choosers so we advocates are like that we cannot <laughs> yeah. have an excuse in for we cannot have the excuse like the court infrastructure is not good so we are not going to argue the matter it's it's completely not in our hand right so we yeah. have to argue in any way so i have been to almost every type of court so for me that infrastructure was not an issue but i would say that it was an added privilege you know to see the infrastructure for myself because i was not expecting this to be this good i was expecting it to be a normal uh, ordinary building but it turns out to be a pretty good <laughs> yeah okay i think uh, the most of the institution like which are coming up now uh, some new institution is there so uh, the infrastructure is really good even i have heard Marvelous. in yeah yeah even in delhi uh the court rooms the court complexes which are built now are very very much better than the older ones right 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 if you see the saket court and uh, the uh, recently constructed on the rosewood avenue i mean there are amazing as infrastructure wise the court rooms are pretty good and they are very well maintained and actually it's basically responsibility of all the people the advocates the judges the people who are uh, visiting the uh, as a parties to keep the uh, you know uh, the vicinity clean and uh, hygienic so i think it more depends on the parties who present over there so this completely depend on people to people yeah yeah i agree with that okay so uh, would you like to share an incident from your like worked uh, in cic uh, which was quite you know funny or taught you something important something like that if you may share it right 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 Uh, i will not disclose the name because uh, we are not yeah, allowed yeah, sure. to but Completely. i will tell you an incident very 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 funny uh, so what happened was there was this uh, very notorious uh, 
RTA applicant actually, uh, I would say notorious because uh, already thousands of RTA application of his was already disposed of by the commission. And he was completely and again and again, 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 filing the RTA application. And it was during the initial days uh, of my joining as a legal consultant. So I was not aware of the conduct of this particular individual. So uh, I was working with the, uh, one of the information commissioner and we were sitting for the hearing. And I was all ready with my pen and uh, my notebook to write, note down all the arguments. And uh, then he came for the VC and he started dictating all the factual metrics of the case that this has been, I want a compassionate appointment uh, for my father because my father is uh, no more and this is that. And then he started taking all things and left. And I was like, hey, why is he making all those uh, lengthy explanations? It's not required in the RDA. So I looked at the commissioner and he gave me a hands like this. No, just wait. So I was waiting for that particular person to finish. So he went on length to speak. He said, sir, I have filed an RTA application before the World Bank. Sir, I have filed the RTA application before the information, sorry, uh, before the International Court of Justice, before United Nations, before uh, Ministry of uh, Finance, Ministry of Home Affairs, Ministry of Defense, Prime Minister Office. So nobody's giving me information. So nobody's providing me any information. Nobody is uh, uh, addressing my dispute. And sir, I'm very frustrated. I'm very upset. Then uh, uh, he said, I have filed a thousand of RD application. There is every door which I have knocked. So the information commissioner uh, looked at him and said, you know, you haven't filed an RD application in one place. You missed one, you missed one place. And then he stopped and I even I stopped for a second. And he was like, he says, so which one, which one? And he took out the pen. And he was like, Jagannath Temple. <laughs> sorry, sir. He said, sir, sorry. He said, because, he said, because the kind of information you're asking, only God can provide you now. Because there is not available in any of the public authorities, not available with the ministries, there are thousands of cases which we have disposed of. I don't know what you're asking when again and again, if this information is available and there's only one custodian of this information, that is God. So go to Jagannath Puri, file an RT application over there, ask God whether he can provide the information or not. So sometimes, sometimes this comes as a learning uh, learning uh, you know, point for all of us that before exercising any of the right or any of the liberty, which is bestowed upon us by the law of the land. We should understand what is it, right? So you cannot just utilize or misutilize the system as per your will and fancies. You have to understand the system. I'm not saying that, you know, you should have a legal opinion every time or you should hire a lawyer to do it for you. But as a common man as well, if you're exercising your right, then you should be aware what that right is. So this is a biggest lesson what I learned during that year. And, and definitely commissioners, sometimes even if for the, if a law student or anybody comes, who is aware of the law and he makes such a, uh, such a mistake, then it becomes a very good learning lesson for that particular person. Just like an ordinary court, you are getting, you will get reprimanded. You will be taught what RTI Act is and the and the, the judges, the commissioner sitting over there, they will actually teach you what RTI application in a very strict tone. So mm -hmm. all the law students or all the future advocates who want to file an RTI application, just make sure what you're asking and you are aware with what you're asking. But this becomes a very strict position when people don't, go through what they're asking yeah and uh, ju just don't file for the sake of filing because uh, i have some experience with the rti application procedure uh, and i've seen that i don't know about other laws but this law ha has been misused a lot right absolutely i completely agree with you every day what we see is to uh, it's very disappointing to state but it's a factual reality because people will just uh, not understand it's like I said, when you walk in the system, inside the system, then you understand what the problem is, right? The problem is that most of the people have misconstrued the RTI Act as a grievance addressing or a pressure creating mechanism 
to file numerous RD applications and uh, create pressure on the responding authorities so that they can get their work done. Mm. I will not say that everybody is doing this, but but to the, to my disappointment, most of them are doing. And there are rarely there are rare cases where we get to know the genuine information seekers. For example, I'll tell you, we were going through a very frustrating day because people like one of the erstwhile experience I told you were the one who was asking information from the everything under the sky. So there were two people who appeared for the hearing and they actually picked up a really good issue. There was some uh, chemical sludge which was being uh, uh, disposed of in the river and that was actually uh, creating problem and that particular person projected and you know somehow did the math of the span of time that it will take for the sludge to convert that whole river into a whole you know pollution, polluted and uh, toxic. So he sought the information about by about the uh, waste disposal mechanism, and they dis, they denied it under being it a commercial uh, information that can be misutilized. So this the, that then in that case we prepared a lengthy order, you know, and uh, where we directed the responding authority to disclose each and everything in detail so that proper action can be taken because that NGO was working for the environmental conservation, right? So that mm-hmm. NGO required that data in order to file a proper or file proper application, a more proper application before NGT so that a proper mechanism or even if it comes so that stay can be imposed over that particular agency or whatever the uh, company which was working over there. So this is, then this brings good, you know, that brings good feeling inside you that your action contributed something. Hmm. Uh, I'll then another another uh, I'll tell you what happened was there was uh, this uh, very old lady she was in 90, 90s and she came uh, for before the commission to asking her disposal of her pension because her husband uh, expired for long back so she was asking for the pension and her pension could not be released due to some technical problem right so that lady could not come so the respondent authority took the plea that you know uh, she's not coming here she's not coming for the first appeal. And she's not providing us the new uh, PPO number, and this is that. So, commissioner, uh, because we cannot interfere in the in this process, right? We are not uh, adjudicated under the RDI Act to interfere. But on a, on individual capacity, uh, this is for the first time I saw one of the commissioner lose his temper in the court, where he simply made that respondent authorities of officer realize that what would happen if that would be your mother or your father in that position, right? Getting stopping the pension or withholding the information or withholding that particular disposal right of that payment is creating a huge burden on that lady and you cannot expect an old person to carry all the documents with them right sometimes mm-hmm. get lost yeah. so from take out from the old records and fix this problem so that that lady do not have to you know run through at this tender age so this is sometimes we feel good about right but in the most of the cases there are people who are suggested to go to Jagannath Puri <laughs> because, <laughs> because information is not available with anybody. <laughs> so that way it becomes very common. Agree, agree. Okay. So as we know, uh, you also have your personal court matters to attend and you right. are working here full time. So how do you manage that? Because research, drafting, etc. can be done later. That is manageable. But what about the hearings in court, which you have about your matters? All right. Uh, so, what what happened was when uh, I started my own practice, I started with two or uh, two three of my friends. So when we started working together, we all started taking up the cases of our own, 
and when cic uh, job happened i was uh, uh, working uh, with two or three of my friends at that same time i was we were together we were dealing with all the cases so after that we you know had a when i got this cic job so we uh, had this mutual understanding where i'll be doing the drafting and uh, they'll be attending the court proceedings on my behalf because it because uh, anyhow the filings were done on the on the name of a firm so there was no uh, vakalat nama the file in the name of the firm which we have formulated mm-hmm. right and uh, since i cannot uh, uh, work in uh, uh, this what you can say another i cannot hold another office so i can only work as a practicing as a practicing lawyer i mean as an independent practice i can have but yeah. i cannot have another job where salary can be drawn right mm-hmm. so uh, what i started doing is i started taking up i started drafting i started dealing with clients and uh, whatever the matter comes for the argument or for the appearance my friends manage that or my sometimes even my or other contacts who are available in the court and when it comes to the worst of the situation where i have to go there then uh, it generally uh, happens like once or twice then i take the permission from the commissioner in advance and then i take a leave and i go over there you have to utilize your leaves as well i mean you're working uh, in a government sector you get leaves so you can utilize it then way but if but i will not recommend this to a person who is uh, in the pra- individual practice right who is uh, managing everything on its own and then take up a job on the commission and then manage both the things it is not possible you cannot do that you need to have a team take care of you in advance uh, it becomes a little bit problematic because then saturday sunday of your get in, uh, devoted towards that work and if uh, not then uh, even fridays even monday to saturday sunday it's like you are attending the commission then you're coming home drafting and then uh, the next day the same routine so if you don't have a team to support then it's not possible so you need sunday? someone to be there sundays you said you sunday attend I... attend commission no no not no 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 no, no. sunday uh-huh. i do my own work saturday okay, sunday huh? i do my own work drafting mm-hmm. and everything but for the code uh, appearances that is uh, restricted to my friends saturdays actually saturdays most of the saturdays are utilized to go for the courts they like there were few matters in saket uh, court which i attended on saturday so it's completely fine saturday sometimes judges uh, there are execution petitions which are there over there or sometimes the orders are dictated during saturdays so it's completely fine i go there hmm hmm okay so now something more interesting uh, which you had shared with me <laughs> <laughs> how did you get appointed there as a legal consultant uh, what was the story uh, oh. just tell us was it just an interview or to my surprise it was a quite a uh, tough procedure i mean i'll tell you what happened was uh, like i told you before also so i was appearing in a, i was appearing in a, a court and i was arguing against cic in one of the matter which was taken up by my senior so he uh, asked me to just appear before the court and make the particular submission these the proper dialects which you know seniors do usually provide uh, the juniors you know you do not have to speak other than this you don't have to speak other than this. so i was prepared with all those what were uh, instructed by my senior and as per my instruction i went over there so we were uh, in the arguments and uh, not in the arguments actually it was basically uh, admissibility of the application over there and uh, during that process uh, justice kameshwar rao was a very smart judge and uh, uh, i have a utmost respect for him because uh, he picked up the exact same page which i wanted him to pick in the very first instant and when i started talking about that and he uh, took my argument into cognizance and he simply asked that particular respondent party to file the reply uh, in respect of that argument which i uh, made in front of him so that was a quite an uh, you know a good thing in a life of a fresher because you make the submission before judge and that is acknowledged by him and accordingly 
uh, orders have been issued. So that becomes quite an achievement for you, right? So when uh, we went out in common courtesy, uh, like I have always been like this, I talked to the opposite counsel who is senior to me and I took it, take his blessings and I have a normal chat with him. And uh, sometimes even apologize because uh, when argument gets heated, so you have to apologize for the senior so that you don't consider to be an arrogant person in the court. So I went over there and he was uh, very, uh, very, very uh, friendly with me. And he told me all about things which I missed and which I could have done. Then he suggested me that, you know, there is a vacancy in uh, Central Information Commission for the post of legal consultant. You should apply. So I said, I'll definitely look into it. So I went over there. I looked into the offer letter. I applied for that. I didn't knew that there was a procedure involved. I thought that there will be an interview and you just go and you, either you get selected you or you're not. Then I get an admit card which says that you have to appear for the written examination in uh, NLU Delhi. And when you hear NLU Delhi, you get goosebumps because NLU Delhi, when mm. they conduct the examination, that is something real is going on, right? So mm. you went, I went over there and I appeared for the examination. There was a huge crowd over there. I mean, there were people like hundreds of people over there. And uh, I didn't know that so many people knew about Central Information Commission because that was the first time I heard about Central Information Commission, right? So I went over there and it was a huge crowd over there. People who appeared previously also were there. People who wanted to be, so they were everybody. So we went over there. There was a proper written examination conducted. It was, uh, should I tell you about the written examination? How it, what was the yeah, yeah, uh, sure, sure. question? Hmm. Right? So it was both objective and subjective written examination. And objective part cons uh, uh, had most of the RTI related questions, but it had constitution related as well, CRPC, CPC, uh, evidence. Evidence, it was not that much, but one or two questions were there. ID law. And uh, secondly, there was uh, also this uh, IPR was also there. Uh, but the basics, what you study for the CLAT exam, taught and contract were also there. So what happened was, uh, if you're planning, if you're studying for the LLM or if you're studying even for the CLAT, these subjects are easily covered over there. So you have to just go through the basic overview. Just go through, go thoroughly with the RTI Act. This is what I planned because these are the things which I was fresh because I prepared for the LLM and I completed my LLM. So I was completely, uh, what, I, what I would say, acquainted with all those things. Yeah. Hmm. So I prepared for the RTI examination and that came quite handy for me because there was situation based as well. There was uh, objective uh, direct questions. So it went good. Then there was subjective part. Subjective part was very tricky. It was a situation-based question, right? They were giving a situation, some property dispute was there, some IT uh, uh, issue was there, like for uh, breach of privacy was a related issue was there where somebody uh, took your data without even uh, telling you. And there was a, basically there was a cyber crime which was illustrated over there. So you have to tell the legal recourse. For, uh, there were two, three uh, subjective questions which were circulated in all the sets. I got the property one and there was a constitutional one also. Your freedom of speech was questioned. So how will you do that? So I was not too sure with the constitutional part. So I went for the property one and I did over there and uh, I scored quite a good rank and I was sixth all over India. So I went for the, I got selected for the interview and I got the call. I went over there and interview was conducted by uh, in the commission by two or three commissioners, or three commissioners were sitting over there. And uh, I didn't know they were the information commissioners themselves. So I came to know when I went to their courts as a consultant later on when I got selected. So mm -hmm. when the interview was going on, it was a complete rapid fire round. It was, they were roasting you like crazy. They will ask, they were asking questions, which I've never heard of. And uh, the best thing about is that 
you need to know the latest judgments you need to know the court procedures little bit then how it is to be done and you need to know rti back and forth right read the previous judgments of the commission that was the basic agenda and this is what i this is i knew because i prepared for the llm so i was quite aware that this is this kind of question will definitely be asked so i was prepared with the judgments so hmm. there were four judgments which they told me which they asked me and i was not aware but i told them two judgments which they didn't knew but i knew because that was a very new newly introduced i mean that yesterday the judgment came and the next day was my interview so perhaps they were not aware of the particular judgment so that was that came into my uh, what is a positive note so but the four judgments which they asked i was not aware with that to be very honest my interview did not go as good as i thought but i got the call and they asked me when can i join i told them if you give me the appointment letter today i'll join today so they were like no no it's not that uh, urgent <laughs> it's not that urgent you come tomorrow i said all right i'll come tomorrow then i went over there and i was directly appointed to the chief information commissioner at that time and uh, then the whole process came into the uh, functioning and the thing about legal, being a legal consultant in a central information commission is that you are not restricted to one of the commissioner you keep on moving you keep on circulating right you are what either for few months you are working with one commissioner then few months you are working for another commissioner because consultants go on leaves right so in order to you have to fill up so depending on the nature of the you know matters in hand experience wise lcs are allotted to the commissioners hmm, hmm. so this is how circulates so this is how i got the job in central hmm that was something uh, uh some some story <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if you are not aware we have something called lawyer stories on our youtube channel so where people share oh, uh, yeah so lawyers share some stories from your from their career like litigation or something something outside there so right. it's it's quite interesting so this is this was something of that material yeah um, acha <laughs> thank you so much yeah Uh, so do they co- conduct exam every year or only after there are sufficient vacancies actually the panels are created see what happened is when uh, post or legal uh, consultants are created a panel is created right uh, so in those panels you they fill up by the normal uh, process and when the panel get exhausted i mean either the lcs are uh, lcs leave the job or they are uh, removed because their services are not uh, satisfactory so in that case the panel get exhausted when panel get exhausted then they formulate a new panel so i don't think it's on a yearly basis because uh, the panel by which i came it is not exhausted yet <laughs> so first it has to be completed then the vacancy come but i would say that it is going to be exhausted very soon because uh, the bench is not full yet and there could there is a possibility of appointment of new commissioner anytime it could be any anytime so i think uh, one must visit the app, uh, but i would say the official website now and then to see whether there are vacancies or not and if there are then definitely should apply for one okay and yeah you are also completing a course in cyber law as i saw it in your linkedin profile so yeah. are you planning to specialize in cyber law matters in future actually i have this tendency of studying a lot of variety of subjects you know i have my llm during corporate law after that i did my pgdm and ipr and now i'm doing another one in cyber law so i have this uh, tendency of studying lots and lots of subject but yes i'm planning to move to cyber law because see it laws are the future and uh, while the statement 
it's you will agree with this because seeing the progression of the information technology sector in this today's world and the best thing about indian sector is that it laws are very new so they are raw mm. there are no cogent act or there are no uh, full proof you know ratios or precedents which have been set up so there is a lot of scope of interpretation there is a lot of scope of addition you anything which you introduce new is basically addition to the law is existing which is very rare so you can do whatever you want to do in this particular field and this is a beauty of it and it is very much in demand because everything is going to be digitalized soon as our honorable pm have already made it clear that digital india is the future and this is what we are all working towards it right even courts are going uh, towards this digitalization and yeah. when you go digital then there are definitely you need a very strong it laws and uh, when i was reading about the cyber laws i see there are a lot of progression from the past 2000 when it was initiated in 2001 to till 2020 there are lots and lots of variations which have come and there is lots of improvement also but there is scope for more and more and more and in comparison to the west we are very very far behind so we are working towards it and that's why it's a anybody who wants to who is exploring the field right now and watching your channel i would suggest that you should go look into the cyber law as a really good opportunity to look into because uh, it was suggested by one of my friends and when i looked into it is truly a very good opportunity that's why i just hopped up into cyber law when i'm reading it i'm you know shocked and fantasized at the same time amazing Mm-hmm. And, it, okay. and if and a good opportunity and good opportunity comes then and basically it is actually also related to my field of work see i'm also working in a, a disclosure of information so the nature of information which can be disclosed or not i am dealing with uh, uh, on a daily basis apart from that uh, i have dealt with ministry of i'll deal with, deal with almost all the ministries so i'm aware with the kind of function they have and government sector is also very good see in like in uh, the jag department in uh, uh, if you go for the the minister of defense there is a jag department right judge advocate yeah, general department yeah, yeah people consider them to be the one who are associated with the court marshals and uh, other legal work but that is not true there yeah. are a lot of other work they are working as a they are even working as a uh, data protection also there's a data protection cell which is formulated under the minister of defense which are working for the dis- uh, leak of data or how it should be managed and what information can be disclosed and uh, the privacy content over there so that is a very innovative thing a lot of people doesn't know this um so cyber cells and cyber departments are created almost in every department in today's scenario this is what i experienced and ministry is introducing new and new channels new and new ways to protect data from uh, getting you know misused or even getting hacked or even uh, being it uh, misutilized by anybody else mm-hmm. so this is basically a very innovative thing mm mm-hmm. yeah so a great future we see in cyber laws mm. yes definitely Okay. Um please share an incident from your career which is very memorable to you. And I'm sure you may be having many such incidents because Oh, I have a lot <laughs> a lot of incidents. <laughs> so this, this is the thing I like about litigation and litigators because if I ask some non-litigator, now they have to think ki okay, this incident or that. But if you ask any litigator, he has so many stories to tell you. <laughs> so many. I like i like good ones i like bad ones i have many many stories i mean i can yeah. even start i'll tell you two good ones and yeah, the, uh, the one which is two, very i'll tell you two bad ones first which is very I'll close to your heart ones. i'll not i'll tell you two bad ones because good ones everybody tell you a good one i'll tell you the bad one which okay, i experienced sure, sure. change my life actually yeah. the first the first one is when the my first very first appearance in the court i was 
new to the business i appeared in saket court right before uh, i learned in the judge right so i appeared before the court and i was i did not read the uh, previous order of the court right so i went over there and my motive was just to seek the adjournment hmm. that was guided and that is uh, the prima facie job of every new b in the business to just go and seek adjournment don't try and be uh, you know the lawyer lawyer at that time you just have to bow down respectfully and come back this is what has to be done right but we being a law student we cannot control our emotions right so we have to show something and prove ourselves so i went over there and we were there was a delay in filing of a written some written statement and the delay condemnation of delay application was filed but uh, opposite counsel started uh, arguing for the cost cost to be imposed on the counsel right for us over us judge agreed to it he said all right fine 2000 rupees will be imposed so i felt very bad because i thought that you know why why it is being imposed i will not let that happen you know and then i got very uh, protective towards uh, the client i said my lord this is actually a very serious matter if you see we have filed the application on time we have filed the he said what application have you filed on time i said condemnation delay he said right so i'm not imposing cost on cost on that i'm imposing cost on delay in filing of the written submission i said but my lord he said take payment then he went went all ballistic you know he said hey my brother sir pehle baat to bataiye ki main aap mujhse bahas kar kyu rahe is baat pe i was like my lord uh, please do not uh, impose cost he said kyun kam lag rahe hain kya theek hai main 2000 kar deta hu i said my lord this is my very first day of appearance this is a this is a trump card in hand of every fresher my lord this is my first matter please kindly show some leniency he said leniency he said 3000 i said my lord please he said 4000 i said my lord and he said one more word and it will be 6000 i said i was quite i didn't say anything he said 4000 dollar cost i went back and my senior was like kitni cost lagi he knew kitni cost lagni hai i said 4000 dollar everything went good there was completely 4000 dollar right oh, sorry oh yeah. i'm sorry i'm saying yeah 4000 rupees uh, i was dealing with the uh, Four thousand rupees. Sorry, I okay. was dealing with the I was dealing with one of the client before, so we were yeah, talking yeah. about dollars. So I got confused. <laughs> so uh, we were so four thousand rupees he imposed over me, hmm. right? So I went back and told my senior sir, this is the situation, and he was like, he uh, so Hans, it's it's all right. I knew the cost will be imposed. He said uh, then uh, one of the person who went with me told sir that he was imposing two thousand dollar, but sir started arguing, so he imposed four thousand. And then the time my senior told me that this is the lesson you should learn that whenever the court. is in session and they are telling something just listen to it because you being a fresher are not aware with the file but they are being a court they are aware about everything so mm. whatever thing they are doing that is just and during the court of during the court is in session even if that decision is not in your favor there are proper channels which has to be followed by you, by which you can challenge but during the court do not interfere or do not disrespect the bench do not disrespect the chair or the judge because that could impact very negatively and this is the very, and that comes to our second incident which happened with me this was the first incident i never argued with the court before again never and after just after that 6 months later i got an opportunity to because i was quite experienced with the district court now i used to go on a daily basis i used to handle the cases also so i was very chill with the uh, you know district court now the opportunity i got promoted and uh, you know next level came into the picture that was the high court so i went for the high court it was going very smooth right and one time what happened in the over confidence i there was a very big matter before me uh, before the uh, one of the court right 
so that particular judge was there and i appeared before him and uh, it was a probability matter so i was went over there and just uh, and uh, that particular judge asked me okay tell me what is the situation of this property and i told him that uh, my lord this is the situation and this is the house this is a opposite party was quite about it and i he, then he started asking questions to me. and one two three questions i was not able to answer two or three questions so because and then i got started getting nervous because you are sitting standing in a high court there are like 100 people be standing behind you and they are all looking at you and uh, and the mbas of high court is very you know intimidating kind of yeah especially for yes absolutely and because you are a young lawyer mm. who is just you know acquainted with normal arguing before district courts which is mm. quite okay because they are quite lenient with you but mm. high court you have to notch up your game right so uh, i went over there and uh, when a justice when the particular judge you know saw that i was not aware he closed the file and he said you know gentlemen uh, i'll tell you one thing that you have started your career i know you are a fresher and you are not aware with the file that is very disappointing and i'll tell you a very good lesson that appearances like this if you not read the file that appearances like this becomes an impediment to the justice and either there are two ways either you become a lawyer who becomes who gives the assistance to the court or you become a lawyer who is an impediment to the justice so it's your decision how you want to be that was the day i decided that i'll never go to the court i'll never step my foot inside the court unless and until i am familiar with the file back and forth even if it's a very small matter i'll i read the file back and forth i prepare my notes i go over there because every you never like i said you never know what kind of a lesson you get to be uh, you get to uh, learn before the court or what kind of reprimandation you will get from the court if you're not aware with the file and most importantly the hard work of client is at stake this you get to know when you go to the you know advanced stage when you start uh, getting clients and when you start handling up all the responsibilities so whenever for all the young people who are getting into the profession and who are i mean i'm telling young people i mean i'm i'm myself quite young to the profession <laughs> but but when you are after the out of the law school and you are going to the court just read the file even if you are not appearing before the judge just read the file back and forth this is the biggest lesson which i have learned and i have learned very horribly about it two incidents have like very stressful for me but after that it was all there are a lot of good incidents as well i mean in if you ever been to the haryana courts you will see that the uh, you know announcements are made through the mics you know the particular matters are called through the mics if okay. you go to the faizabad court then mm-hmm. they have a mic over there and then they announce sometimes mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. one of the reader was uh, forgot to switch on the switch on the mic and he started talking you know a lot of casual stuff <laughs> and uh, that was all like <laughs> circulating in the court room and uh, in the whole court room so these are the incidents you get to know uh, get to hear in the court room and there was completely it's a really good experience courts are very entertaining <laughs> it's amazing experience okay thank you dhuraj for this amazing conversation and sharing thank your you experience so with us yeah yeah Uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast uh, if you like this episode then you must also consider sharing this episode with your friends and following us here so that you don't miss out new episode thank you